Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Leap Year Tampa Bay. It's the 29th of February. We're going to change this podcast. Steve, we're going to do one every four years. That's it. One podcast. I like it. So you got to make it count. Do yeah. we get paid the same? <laughs> well, for that day you do, but that's, you know, there's only going to be four uh, or one every four years, so then you, you, you know, you're you know, you're going to give up some days there. Oh, okay. Leap year is a weird thing. I've always thought, and, and I, I've known, I think I knew one guy, or you know, I think it was a guy that was born on February 29th. It seems to be like there should be some kind of a Benjamin Button thing going on, right? Like you, you're 16, but you're only celebrating like your fourth birthday or something like that. I don't know how that works. But it's interesting. Now, would you go forward or backward? Would you go, hey, we're going to celebrate your birthday on the 28th of February? Or would you roll it to March 1st, which is really what it is? Well, if it was my birthday, it would be the day before. But if it's like mm. my sons or wives, it's the day after. <laughs> well, who's depending know, on who's paying for yeah, it, Well, right? yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I, well, think, if I think people should look at it this way. They're getting an extra podcast out of us for this year. They are. They really are. I mean, this is free for for you guys this time, and so you're going to get what you pay for. I, I promise you. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but but most of all, I want you to to lean on every word because I'm passionate about this, and I'm not passionate about most things, but I am about this a little bit. It got me fired up. I don't know why it just kind of hit a nerve. And I did this story a year ago, and now apparently. During the combine every year, this is going to come out. Did you see this NFL Players Association? They do report cards. This is when they have about 1,700 anonymous players grade their team on such things as strength training, uh, travel, ownership, weight room, locker room, like different, you know, different categories like that. Mm-hmm. And then they come up with, you know, it's A, B, C, D, and F. And then they rank the teams, you know, best to worst, so to speak. And so it's 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 basically players saying, you know, if you take all these categories, you can figure out sort of what we what we think of the team. I mean they and then there's comments, which are sometimes hilarious, uh, and sometimes gross about what some said players want to offer in terms of evidence or things they have to deal with. So it's pretty specific and pretty easy uh, to kind of follow along. If you, you know, we're used to grades in school and things like that. Here's what I can tell you about the bucks uh, for 2024. And maybe this is in honor of 2024. They rank 24th out of 32. That means only eight teams or players from eight teams are more dissatisfied than the players of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are with what their experience is. And the biggest complaint or gripe that the Bucks players, and again, we don't know if this was one Buck player or if it was 53 or, or 90. Like there's no, 
you know, it's just a kind of a collective. Oh, there's about 1,700 people took the survey, okay? So could be the same guy. I don't know. But what kind of lowered their grade, if you will, was a couple things. One, poor team travel, which I'll get into. That received an F, which is failing. And it ranked last in the league on this survey. The team travel for this survey, the Bucks team travel was last, 32nd, okay? A D minus was given to the Glazer family for ownership. And so those two grades really, you know, dragged the overall grade down, obviously. Um, so there's like 11 categories. It includes everything from the head coach, who did pretty well, by the way, B minus for Todd Bowles, to treatment of players' families, which did not do so well uh, for the Buccaneers. They were, I think, about a D, if, I, if memory serves. Um, now, across the league, just apples to apples here, ownership did pretty well. You know, across the league, they got mostly high marks. There were 10 A's and 11 B's. So 21 owners were above average, you know, and then you have the Glazers, not a D, the D minus for the Glazer family ownership. Um, In addition, there were certain complaints that were logged in this uh, team by team report card. The Bucks players complained that the team charges $90 per child. For game day child care, so if they play on Sunday, Thursday, whatever, uh, they offer child care. And apparently that is something that's offered for free by some other teams. Not all of them, but some. Um, Only 11 teams don't provide a family room during the games. Now, this is at a stadium, not just, you know, some random place you drop them off at. Uh, Another complaint was that younger players – those who have not been in the league more than four years, if they wanted a room by themselves, they didn't want to share a hotel room, which I don't share a hotel room for the Tampa Bay Times. I don't really want to. Uh, but if they if they go on the road, regardless of the hotel, they're going to pay a total of seventeen fifty a year, $1,750 a year, if they want their own room. And I think that works out to roughly $217 a night you know, for the eight or nine road games they may have. Um, so, you know, this ranking would have been a lot lower except for the fact that certain things like the dietitian, the training staff, the strength coach, they all got pretty high marks. And the best grade that the Bucks got in these categories was an A- minus for strength coaches, and that ranked 11th in the league. So uh, the Glazers themselves, they ranked 29th when it came to something called perceived willingness to invest in facilities. Keep, keep that in mind because I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, the Bucks also believe that the locker room is, quote, old, outdated, and needs to be renovated. Uh, they described the locker room I, this is hilarious to me. They described the locker room as, quote, smelly, which it's a locker room, and unclean, which is not good. They cited that there were bugs being consistently in the showers. And they also described the team sauna as dirty, small, and broken down. And so they said, you know, outdated facilities are one thing, I'm quoting from the report, 
But providing clean showers and workspaces and not charging players to have their own hotel room on road trips should be the basic standards for a multi-billion dollar professional sports enterprise. So the team that blew everybody away, if you're a player and you just want to love on your franchise, your owner, everything there is to do with it, it's, uh, yeah, the Miami Dolphins. How about that? Nothing lower in all these categories than an A-, minus, and they ranked first overall, which is incredible. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting uh, and not a good grade. A little lower, I think, than last year. And I don't have it in front of me, but if memory serves, they they fared better a year ago when this started coming out. And uh, well, let me okay. So your overall reaction, and we'll get into the specifics here in just a minute. Is is what, Steve? What 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 were you kind of like thinking? You know, and eh, 20- most of it's whining. Uh-huh. No bugs in the showers and 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 the sauna. Yeah, you don't want broken that. Down. Right. That part that I completely get. Yeah, I mean, you need sanitary, you know, conditions yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. dirty. This, I mean, locker rooms do smell. Yeah, does the locker room do. at one uh, at the at Raymond James Stadium probably need updating? I mean, it, what the the stadium is twenty five years old, twenty six. You know, the locker room is is newer though. It, they, yeah, that the mm-hmm. locker room they're currently in That's is true. one that they built about I want to say conservatively maybe ten years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. Um, much more spacious than the old one, which is now the visiting locker room. I, I mean, you're, you want your locker room to be nice, you, but yeah. how much time do you spend in there? Uh, well, very little. Well, eh, because I mean, most the of the work's done at one buck place, not at Raymond yeah. James. There's two kinds of locker rooms. There's yeah. the one on game day, yeah, I, which I think is spacious and and yeah, and, and maybe they're referring problem. to the one at, at one buck. The one at one buck is much more crowded, mm-hmm. particularly during training camp when you have 90 players you get 90 players in there they kind of have an extra road that they shove in there yeah and And spring training's the same way in baseball and yeah you know it's not the normal you know 53 man roster Mm -hmm. so it's like almost double so if you can imagine trying to put twice as many players in in a space really meant for half that then it's a little it's a little crowded i'll grant Mm -hmm. you that it's not but again guys aren't and they're not literally on top of each other per se now i have not the one thing i have not (laughs) and will not have the the uh, ability to do is like I haven't been to the shower area, I haven't seen the bugs. I don't know how big the shower area is. You know, I know where it is, but I don't know. You know, is there four heads per stand? Like, what are we talking about here? You know, like I've how I've been in plenty of of locker rooms and 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 such. You know, since the old middle school days, but uh, I I can't describe them. I know they have a very a ten thousand square foot training area ten thousand square foot training area for weights uh they got some pools back there i assume that's where the sun or the uh, hot tub is and stuff like that i don't know for sure um but i I think that's where they do most of their um you know water treatment or whatever Uh, i know they got a treadmill and a pool for rehabbing and stuff like that like i've taken a tour of this facility which by the way i can't recall the exact date it was built but i want to say about 16 15 16 years ago sounds about right um, maybe more, but not, not that much more. And since then they've, they've redone some things, uh, the players lounge and other stuff. And then of course they added an, uh, an indoor facility. I mean, they built this enormous, um, you know, sort of covered football field that they surprisingly haven't used much under Todd Bowles. They did a lot under Bruce Arians. It, it usually, it sits empty most of the time. 
but it's there for inclement weather or different things. Um, and that seemed important because most colleges have them. And in Florida, you're going to get thunderstorms in the summertime at four o'clock and all of that. So they, they, they invested a lot of money in that. Okay. Here's my takeaway. On the macro scale, and I'm talking about all these teams, right? And again, you can read any individual ones, and some of them sound really rather petty in terms of what players you know have to pay, not pay, whatever. And but for the most part, a couple things. One, this is, in my opinion, millionaires complaining about billionaires, which mm-hmm. grates me to no end. Okay, and maybe I'm. You know, maybe I'm that, you know, get off my lawn guy or something. I don't know. But I've been around NFL locker rooms now for over 30 years. First of all, did we all forget what one buck place used to be off runway 36 (laughs) right in Tampa International? The woodshed, which was not affectionately called. It was the woodshed or Buccaneer Beach. It was a white stucco building. That probably wasn't more than 5,000 square feet. I'm not making this up. That housed an entire NFL team. There was no lunchroom. There was no huge meeting rooms or interplay, you know, by position or anything else. Guys stood up or ate at their lockers. The bath, I mean, I mean, and then the Glazers, after they bought the franchise, they didn't do anything in terms of building a new facility for years and years and years and years. They just added a bunch of trailers to expand it. Like you'd see with temporary classrooms in high schools, things like that. Um, So it kind of became this, you know, trailer park, for lack of a better word, because that's what it was. I'm pretty sure that I have a a class action lawsuit against the FAA because I think we were too close to, to a runway, an active runway, where jets were taking off. I've lost most of my hearing anyway. I want to think that maybe that's one reason. Um, But that aside, like, they won a Super Bowl, and they're proud of it, that they won it at Buccaneer Beach, you know, and the woodshed. And then they built what I called at the time One Buck Palace. And so, you know, everything kind of changed. Like, this place was state-of-the-art. But here's the thing. It was state-of-the-art 20 years ago, 18 years, whenever they built it. And so, you know, everything changes. You're, you know, the, the last facility that was built is better than, than, you know, the one last year. That's just, that's, that's the reality. A couple things here that, that, that really kind of got to me was, was this, is that, you know, and I guess they said that, um, let's talk about daycare, all right? They complained that they charged $90 per child for game day daycare, which, Many teams offer for free. There's only 11 that don't provide what is like a family room. We're talking about at the stadium now, okay? Steve, is it just me? If you choose to have a child, like I have worked every Sunday for a bunch of years. I I have left my home. I have a working wife. We decided to have kids and work. I'm pretty sure I've spent enough money on child care to have sent both kids to an Ivy League school, right? And they're not out of they're not out of high school or or junior high yet. But just in terms of like, you know, you have children that have to be taken care of. 
yeah, you'd like to go to the game, and it's three hours on a Sunday. I get it. Wouldn't it be great if, ah, uh, eh, oh, what am I missing here? Do these guys, are they, should, should, should a franchise, it's nice, don't get me wrong. Great if an organization wants to provide this, right? But are we really, are we really marking, are we marking teams off for those that don't give away free childcare for three hours on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday night? It's millionaires complaining about billionaires. Now, right? If there's other teams that do it, and you'd rather go play for them, you have that option. And absolutely, in, yeah. In or as a players' union, you have the right to collectively bargain that 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 every team has to provide that that every team has to provide sure. individual hotel rooms on the road. You could um, bargain that if you I mean, want to. I mean, that's that's why you have a union. That's why you know if you don't like this, I mean, you can complain to your owner, and, and if they want to change it, that's their prerogative, of course. But I tend to, you know, if you're going to judge somebody, look at the bigger things. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I, I'm trying, I'm trying hard, and you know, I'm not trying to be a shill for the Glazers or, or NFL owners. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I really am not. Um, and I know that not every player makes, you know, millions of dollars when they come to the league. Although the the league minimum is is up there. Um, practice squad players, for example, make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, you're you're richer than the average guy for sure, um, but you're not making millions and millions, right? But again, children are something that your wife and you discuss. How are you going to take care of them? Do we have relatives? Like that's, I I'll go out on a Saturday night, and I have kids that are in their teens and and almost teenagers, and you know, I might spend seventy five dollars on someone to watch them for a few hours, you know, just because I want my wife and I want to go out. Like this is not a a big deal to me. Okay, that aside, um, the room thing. Would it be nice if everybody had their own room? Yeah. Is it necessary? Not really. Although I prefer it, and I have my own when I travel with the Times, right? But if you're going to tell me what amounts to about $217 uh, each per road trip is going to be what gives you an F in this league, I don't know, man. You know, and it's a small percentage of players because – for the most part, they pay for everybody's room unless you've been in the league. Like, from what I understand now, I'm, I don't. I might be wrong about this. I think the ones that don't get their own rooms have been in the league less than four years, and they can opt out of a double room if they want by paying paying this fee. Also, the ninety dollars, from what I understand, with the childcare, it's kind of like it's kind of like taxes in a way. Like they offer an opportunity, let's say for players, you know, to, to purchase extra tickets. Okay. And, and they even give them, they comp them tickets so many, uh, you know, per, per person in the organization or players, you get so many per game, but you have to pay the taxes on them. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So this is from what I understand, this is sort of the tax on that childcare benefit. Right, which seems like, well, $90 seems like a lot of money for a four hour game. I don't know how that all comes out. Um, but again, kids, hotels, I know the hotels they stay in because sometimes they offer them to us if they have extra rooms and they get it, you know, they offer a very, uh, discounted rate for the kind of hotel they're in. First of all, nothing they stay at. And I mean, nothing they stay at is less than a five-star very often a six-star hotels. We're talking the cream de la cream, right? The Ritz Carlton's, um, top of the line, you know, double treat, like whatever it is. And generally, they're the best, one of the best hotels in the said city that they're at. 
Okay. Now there were a couple trips this past year that for one reason or another, and, and, and I'm not going to go over Tim Jiraki is like their operations guy and he handles all the travel and he does a really good job. But like when they went to rich stadium in Buffalo, there was something going on like a teacher's convention. Like there's something in the city of Buffalo that weekend and they can't stay at any hotel. They need hotels that houses large meeting rooms, right? Because, you know, you're traveling with 100 people, you know, and you got 53 players, practice squad. You got you got to meet in these rooms and then meet, meet in position rooms. So they have to stay in certain places that can accommodate them. Also, you're going to have a giant lunchroom or, or cafeteria or, you know, they feed these guys for free uh, the whole time they're on the road. You start eating on the minute you get on the airplane or on the way up to the airplane, and you don't stop eating until you're in your car on the way back. Uh, I've traveled with them a couple times. And so, you know, the idea that, I don't know, I have to pay $200 if I want my own, I, I would gladly do it, and I'd do it on my salary, you know, so I wouldn't have to stay with Joey Knight. Seriously, I don't want my bosses to know this, but that's what I would do. Um, so, like, all of this seems trivial to me. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe we're we're trying to compare apples to apples, and you know, there's so many billions of dollars in the NFL. You wonder why they would cut corners and make a a young player pay for his own room, and that's a fair argument. You know, like mm-hmm. which side do you fall on? You know, are you on the ownership side or the player side? The players are taking all the risks. They're the ones that you know. I get it. Like I I kind of get that. You know, who's more bougie, and who's the working class guy? And then, oh, the you know the owners are trying to get over on their employees, like. But let's be honest. We're not talking about a sweatshop in in China. You know what I mean? Like these guys chose to play in the National Football League and they get a lot of rewards for that. And they take a lot of risk too, but it is their choice. But I'm all about, yeah, health, uh, cleanliness, like all that. There's no excuse for that. That's got to be taken care of 100% on them. You never want, you should never see a comment like that. Uh, if you're an NFL team, you have enough money to make sure that those conditions are met. That's the basic, right? That's the meets requirements like that, that you should get graded down for. Um, it's just, but the rest of it just seems sort of out of whack. And what's really funny to me, because you can go through all these grades, by the way, um, and you can go to my Twitter feed or whatever, and you'll see, you know, each category and what they rank them. And almost universally, you know what area gets ranked the highest for almost every team? Strength coach. You know why that is? Have you ever tried to piss off your strength coach in football? (laughs) Do you know what that does to you the next time you're under that barbell and he's saying, give me two more, give me five more, oh, I got a program for you today? And you have to you have to go with this guy and complete this program, or he's going to go to the head coach and say something about you. That's not going to be very flattering. No strength coach has got less than a B that I could see. It's unbelievable. Um, and so it kind of shows you, you know, here's the inherent bias, right? That you know these guys are like, you know, hey, I can't upset the guy that's going to bust me if I do. He's going to hold me accountable. So let me get the owner or, or, you know, the bug guy in the shower or whatever. So that's sort of where I fall on that. The other thing is this, you would hope, right. Or expect or think 
that if I score well, if I'm an A team, Miami Dolphins, okay, if I'm the best of the – look, it's a feather in your cap. If players are happy, that's tremendous, right? You're doing things right, doing a lot of things well, a lot of things first class. Okay, good for you. But, but your job as a professional athlete is to what? Perform. But more than that, you don't get paid just to perform. You get paid to win, right? So all this stuff that we're talking about here, uh, I don't have to worry about the kids. Hey, I got a room to myself. Hey, I got, you know, good airplane seat. Like all this should really be there to help you provide you an opportunity to play your best so that you can what? Not just to perform. You don't get, you know, there's a misconception sometimes. That, yeah, it's an individual game and, and, and all that um, within a team sport, but it's the ultimate team sport. But you're really getting paid to win, right? Your job is, you know, not to have the softest pillows on the road. Your job is to win games, Okay. Take a guess at where the Kansas City Chiefs are ranked. Because the last time I checked, they, they've won three Super Bowls, and they've been to, like, what, five with Patrick Mahomes. They're ranked 31st in the NFL on this survey. 31st. So it's not even about winning, right? I mean, you would think these things would give you an edge. And you want a good night's sleep, and you don't want to have to worry about the kids, and you'd like to. But maybe your roommate snores. Like, all that's important. The airplane seats are too small. Like, I get it. But if it's just about winning, the Chiefs are 31st. Now, they're 31st for a reason is because they've got some of the oldest facilities in the NFL. They haven't upgraded, you know, their their training facilities and things like that. Uh, I think they were sitting on benches in the locker room and not actual chairs with with seatbacks. But that aside, you know, where does winning fall on this? Like, so you're going to rank the owners a D minus in Tampa Bay, right? But the Hunt family, which seems to have been doing it pretty well the last 50 years and certainly the last five or six their team is 31st in the league in player satisfaction on the survey. I don't know. I I have I have an issue with this. I think this is like whining to some extent. Pick another team. You want to go to a team with good good airplane rides and you know, daycare? Okay. That's important to you, man. But winning would be important to me. What helps me win? And I've been to these hotels. I've been. There was one problem this year in Buffalo. Like I said, the hotels were sold out. And the bus ride, it was bad. There was a shooting on the highway. It took almost an hour for those players to get to that stadium from Niagara, which is nowhere near Rich Stadium. But that was, again, because they couldn't find the hotel with the requisite meeting rooms downtown. So they had to stay a little further away at a six-star resort, I might add. I don't know, man. Am I off? Am I off base here? Or am I just too blue collar for this crap? I don't get it. So here's the thing: I get from a player's perspective. You, you know, every employee. Just you know, think of whether it's you and the Times or you know what, whoever you work for. 
you compare yourself to the other newspaper yeah. or whatever yeah. industry They're, standard, right? Exactly. I mean, you know. Yeah. And so, do you want the best working conditions for you? Yes. Do I have a problem with the players doing the survey and and trying to get better facilities, Stuff. amenities, mm-hmm. whatever it is, out of the owners? No. Why mm-hmm. are you making it public? Because now it's millionaires complaining about billionaires. Yeah, now you're going to lose your fans, I, and that's the only I, thing you should really I, care about. The mistake here. is putting it out there. Uh, I agree. Like, Agreed. why are you making this public and and promoting it? Like, because the because the players want to embarrass the teams that get yeah. the bad grades. They want to shame them into upgrading their facilities or their their conditions, whatever that is. And the Bucks, mm-hmm. unbelievably, because if I'm the PR and I'm not, this is not on Nelson Louise or anybody. But if I'm just advising them, I'm like, you know what? We have no comment because next year. There'll be another grade that we may not like, and we're going to have to comment again. So we have two choices. We can just have a standard comment, right? Which is what they put out, essentially. Which is what they put out. Uh, or we can just go, eh. Can't be dismissive. So their statement was, we value the NFLPA report. <laughs> I bet they do. And the input from our players. And again, we don't know how many. Could be five, could be ten that it provides the feedback allows us to examine, address and improve many areas of our operation. We hold ourselves to the highest standards as we strive to be first class in everything we do. I mean, what do you want them to say? Fix the showers, get the bugs out of there, fix the, fix the sauna, you know, that stuff. Sure. You need a survey for that. I mean, that, that, that should be taken care of anyway. And and any player should be able to, you know, be able to go to ownership or somebody in the front office and say, hey, this isn't right, you know. But that's what unions are for. I mean, I get what the union's role is here. But they make it public, and they, they line them up, and they rank them, one through, you know, 32. And uh, there were the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champions. I, I thought maybe they are going to complain because they don't have a big enough trophy case. <laughs> You know, well, the Chiefs like, did hey, unveil plans today for their uh, how they view redoing Arrowhead Stadium and upgrades and things yeah. like that. So you know, well timed. Yeah, Arrowhead does need an up a yes. facelift. The funny thing about Arrowhead, and I've been there many times, is that for a stadium as old as it is, it was pretty like it holds up. It's not it's not as bad as as I would expect it to be for as old as it is. It really, you know. And most of these stadiums, you know, the newer ones, what they're really building in the newer ones, the newer ones are going to be smaller. I think the new, the next generation of stadiums might hold 50,000, if that. I don't think it's going to hold much more than that. I don't. And uh, there's going to be a lot of amenities, and it's going to be premium seating everywhere, you know, because the high rollers love their clubs. They love their buffets. They love their televisions. And, oh, yeah, you know what they're going to love even more? The betting windows. Because that's what's coming. What's coming is the in-house gambling at each stadium, which will increase the values of these franchises, you know, double of what they are now. And it's inevitable, you know. And uh, people are going to be priced out, as they are already, you know, for the most part. 
But I'm just thinking, like, you know, that family that saved money to go to that game and they had four kids and it, you know, it cost them, you know, $40 to park and, you know, the tickets are 250 each or 300 and, you know, all that stuff. Like, and then you have, then you have this side of it, you know, where, I don't know, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and and even like even the, like I you're right about the industry standard like if everybody gets this but we don't why don't we get it like I that's part of the issue here right mm-hmm. but by the same token I don't think I think you've lost touch like stuff like this makes your fans when you make it public to your point it makes your fans realize that you have you're so removed from the people who who go to the games that love your product that pay for it frankly right that you're complaining about stuff that they do every day of their lives and have to pay for and expect to and and don't you know don't pawn it off on their employer it's just weird to me uh, i don't think it, i don't think it i guess like i said these teams are responsive to certain things and yeah cleanliness and and all that stuff sanitary condition all, absolutely work conditions should be should be good you should be able to afford a good cleanup crew every day um but man <laughs> it's just uh we did get an email know. from uh tweet actually from harlan yeah so this is the, uh, the the past is the past but the bucks also moved the players families and pets to miami a couple of years ago to escape a hurricane they did they did and they do that stuff and and you know look i they they try to take care of families that go on the road you know what i mean and i know they have a whole group of people that are pewter partners and i'm not talking about the ones that are, you know have sponsorships but in general you know they will try to get them rooms and things uh you know when they're available to to be around the team you know and to take care of wives and girlfriends and stuff like i mean i see these folks on the road i know that they didn't just happen to check into the same hotel um but and like I said, I know the people that, that are in charge of the travel over there, and they work really, really hard. I think one of the complaints that I've heard about the Bucks, and it's not just them, but, you know, after COVID, like during COVID, no one else could fly on the plane except the players and the coaches, you know, because all your support staff, I mean, you have a lot of people that travel. I mean, you're talking about video crews, equipment, you know, um, you know, all the coaches and just, just a lot of front office staff and it's a lot, right? And PR and, and, and all that. And during COVID, they, the union decided, well, only the players and coaches. And that made sense because they were tested every day and, and you didn't want to spread infection and stuff like that. But they wound up getting smaller airplanes, a lot of teams, including the Bucks. And I'm not sure that except for the longer trips, they're still kind of on smaller. When I say smaller, you know, fewer seats in first class if they have it, you know, that sort of thing. The Patriots went ahead and bought their own airplanes. They have two airplanes that are just theirs. They're not exceptionally large. We're not talking about, you know, 747s here. Um, And they have to lease it out, I would suppose, to a lot of people so they keep those birds in the air. Um, But they didn't get high marks for travel either. And they have their own airplanes. So, you know, Sitting on an airplane at 300 pounds sucks no matter who you're with. 
And the airlines are increasingly not into charter flights because they don't make enough money. And it, it disrupts their crew and all that stuff. So there's a lot of issues with travel in the NFL in general. Um, but I think this past year, there was a couple things, couple incidents happened that I could see where people would be like, eh. but what if I told you like, you know, nine players or 10 players even asked about or tried to use daycare? Would that surprise you? Wouldn't surprise me. A lot of these guys are younger. And if they're not, they got mothers or wives or, you know, girlfriends or sisters watching their kids where they'd probably rather have them watch them, which is at home instead of a, a, a big room in a stadium. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things about this that just kind of rub me the wrong way. Maybe I'm just sensitive to the fact that they all should, should just be happy, man. You're in the NFL. It's really not a bad gig, you know. And and I know the Glazers are an easy target, and they are in Manchester United and all of that stuff. But the coaches I talk to, and some of the players, but certainly the coaches all say, hey, they give us everything we need. They certainly gave Tom Brady everything he needed. He could have been more effusive in his praise of them. And, of course, they were going to go you know, bend over backward for a guy like Tom anyway, um, even to the point where you know, TV 12 was up the road and all the players are going down there to, to take a little extra conditioning and training and stuff like that. Um, so they've been pretty responsive and they do want to win. But again, if winning is the goal, then how are the Chiefs 31st? If all this stuff helps you win, how are the Chiefs 31st? Well, they're 30, they're, you know, they win because they have Patrick Mahomes. They're 31st because they need to upgrade their stuff. But anyway, pretty interesting. Uh, Interesting deal. All right. Uh, before we wrap it up and tell you what's uh, going to be on tomorrow's show and talk a little bit more about some mailbag and stuff like that, how you can submit questions, I want to remind you guys that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now, they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your electrical and equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to new homeowners also with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's rec- reputation, their history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All 
All right. On the big show tomorrow, we're going to have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are playing. At, are they at Buffalo? Is that correct? No, they're home. Five game home they're home that last over two weeks. Oh, wow. So and some days off in between. Yeah, Sabres nice. uh, tonight, Canadians on Saturday. Then they don't play again until next Thursday. They'll have Thursday, Saturday. Whoa. Then they go to the next Thursday again. So all those games in hand we've talked about all season. Other teams are going to start catching up the next two weeks. Eating up, yeah. Going to get caught up to them a little bit, which makes the points that they have on the line even more valuable because uh, they could they could lose some here with the games at hand. So, yeah, they play Buffalo. And you can get your mailbag questions in for Friday. Uh, you can do that by sending it to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me there at NFL Stroud or my email address, always rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 